There's always a difference with a visitor versus a family member. <laughs> if you're visiting, well, don't leave without being family. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> welcome if you're visiting. People say, well, how do you become family in Windward? Um, make a choice. Well, do I have to sign on the dotted line? Nope. Do I get a form to fill out? Nope. Do I have to sign a doctrinal creed? Nope. Just choose. Orphan or son? Orphan or daughter? A son or daughter of the family changes personally and it changes the corporate family as well. Why we always encourage and say, welcome home, because you actually will change, but you change us. You see, everyone that becomes part of a family changes. Every child that my wife and I had changed our family dynamic. And then when they all got married, it changed the dynamic again. And now they're having grandbabies, and it's changing the dynamic again. That's family. The successfulness of each of us running a race. Well, how many of you know that we're all in a race called life? We, we are running a race. How are you running? Are you running to lose? Are you running to sort of just jog it? Or are you running, running to win it? And if we're running to win, we need to have our eyes so focused on Jesus. It's kind of like Elijah and, and Elisha. It's like Jesus and God. They focused their eyes. Elisha focused his eyes on his teacher, Elijah, his spiritual father, his spiritual mentor. And even when Elijah said, you know, hey, 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 leave me alone. Elisha said, no way. I am not going to let you out of my sight. You see, Elisha was winning, running a race to win. How do we know that? Because when Elijah says, well, what is it you ask for? And Elisha said, double what you have. And so I look at you and I say, what is it you ask for? Double, double. I feel like I'm down at, uh, uh, oh, what's the burgers I love down in the States? In-N-Out in Burger. Oh, I was there in November. Two times. Two times I was in California in November on two different trips. I was in an out burger much more than two times. Kevin and I were munching out. My wife and I are munching out. In-N-Out. Double, double, please. Whew. Double-double, fatten me up. Yeah, double-double, God, fatten me up in your presence. Don't just fill me, just over, overfill me. Then my cup is not just full or three-quarters full or half full, but my cup is so overflowing, it's filling cups up around me. How about triple-triple, God? Come on, let's do it. John chapter 5, verse 19. Did we ever get this one working? Maybe not, eh? Okay, feel like I'm in a conference. John chapter 5, verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees his Father do. This is Jesus Christ, the one and only Son at that moment. He is the only Son of God. But God has a lot of adopted sons and daughters. That's you and me. 
The son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the father does, the son also does in like manner. What a testimony for us as dads. Just imagine your sons and daughters are watching and what you do, they do. Well, if that didn't put a little holy fear in you, we must fix our eyes on Jesus because he already ran the race before us. He ran the race that you and I are called into running. He ran it already. He's just looking for you to stay so focused on him that every step you take is towards him and with him. And when he runs, you run. When he slows, you slow. But he might actually slow a little bit in the race so you could catch up and be closer. Matter of fact, I think that you should be hand in hand with our Lord and Savior. Jesus went through the same test as Elisha did and the same test as you and I go through into daily life. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 2. And then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please. Like this is Elijah saying to his spiritual son, his, 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 his student, stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a verse for marriage. <laughs> what a verse for the church. What a verse for Christians. As the Lord lives, I will not leave. Jesus modeled this success by keeping his eyes so focused on the Father. Even in times of separation, Jesus never stopped looking at his father. When Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem, in Luke chapter 13, verse 33, it says, Nevertheless, I must journey today, tomorrow, and the day following. Jesus knew where he was going. This is on his way to Jerusalem to go through the most excruciating pain I believe a human could have ever experienced. For it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem. He knew he was on his way to die. But he went day after day after day. I have no doubt in my mind that Jesus used a very, very strong model, a motto that he himself quoted and lived by the joy set before him look at hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 hebrews 12 verse 2 looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith the author of our faith and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god you got to look at this verse. For the joy that was set before him, he went to the cross, and he endured it. In other words, no matter what you're experiencing, focus on the joy that's set before you. You see, the joy that's set before you doesn't look at your circumstances. 
The joy that is set before you doesn't look at pandemics. It doesn't look at cancers. It doesn't look at any sicknesses. It doesn't even look at bad marriages. The joy that is set before you has already been set there by God. And he is saying, look at the joy that's set before you. No matter what storm you're in, look at the joy. It doesn't mean joy of the storm. It doesn't mean Jesus enjoyed the cross. What it says is the joy makes us endure the cross in our life. Ephesians chapter 2. I just feel a really rich presence coming into the room right now. I could just ask Chuck. I've got a lot more to say, but I just want to ask Chuck to come up and just start playing. Even, Ephesians 2, verse 5 to 6, even when we were dead in trespasses, God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We need to understand that no matter what trespasses, no matter what death you experience, no matter what pain, no matter what sickness, no matter what disease, it is not your destiny. It is not your destiny to hang out there and camp there. <laughs> Whether you get vaxxed or you don't, it's not your destiny to waste so much time thinking about it and worrying about it. Matter of fact, if we spent that much time going out and preaching the gospel of Jesus, it wouldn't matter if you were vaxxed or not vaxxed. We're wasting way too much time on the junk of the stuff around us, way too much fear instead of putting our fear and trust in the Lord Jesus. God made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you and I have been saved. It's not by your good deeds or your good works. But one thing about grace is it's not greasy and slimy. Grace is not a word of doing nothing. Saved by grace actually has a mandate so deep when you study out that phrase that if you're doing nothing, you're probably not saved by grace. When you study out that one scripture, it will change and transform your life. Take it to the Greek, the Hebrew, and the Aramaic, and they all say exactly the same thing. You're saved by the grace of God that gives you the ability to overcome everything of this world, to walk with fire and power throughout and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to every living creature and being. I don't care. Start with the animals. Go out to the farmer's field and start preaching to the cows, but get some practice doing it. Maybe if you've got a dog at home or a cat, just preach to it for crying out loud. verse 6 and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus remember the heavenly places oh but that's just when I die really your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven now now that whole verse that scripture reference of Matthew was not past or future it's present. The kingdom of heaven is now. Heavenly places are now. That's the joy that is set before you. 
See, joy is heavenly. Because the devil didn't create it. He has none. And your new car or your old car didn't create it. Your new pair of shoes, your skinny jeans that your daughter talked you into getting. I thought for sure if I bought skinny jeans, I'd skin out, but skinny, skinny, but I haven't yet. It's like unbelievable. It's like an old man trying to be young. <laughs> and God raised us up together and made us, made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Jesus' eyes were fixed so far beyond the cross. And I believe that we're being asked today to fix our eyes well beyond your pain, your sorrow, your suffering, your worry. Because Jesus' eyes, he knew that the cross was about reconciling sons and daughters to the family. And I'll tell you what, if I have a slightly different political view than one of my kids, I'm willing to let my political view go because I'm looking beyond. I'm looking for the sons and the daughters to rise up. Even though I know my political view is correct. I'm just kidding. Gray is wisdom, that's what they say. I could be stressed too, I don't know. Fix your eyes on something beyond the cross. Because if Jesus focused on the cross and that's it, I don't see, I don't know if he would have gone forward. Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Father, take this cup from me. Because he started thinking about the cross more his eyes beyond the cross which was you and me the last part of Nehemiah 8 verse 10 just the last part the whole verse is good but the last part says do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength not, we not weakness strength so, if you take this verse literally, it means that if you don't have joy, then you're weak. <laughs> and God didn't raise a bunch of weaklings as sons and daughters. <laughs> no, no. His son didn't die on the cross for weaklings. Jesus didn't declare the last, some of the last words to his disciples. I have all authority in heaven and on earth, says the Lord Jesus. Because weakness is not God's kingdom. Even if your country 
forces you into slavery. It never means weakness in God's kingdom. <laughs> Our country's changing. We have a prime minister that's doing I thank the Lord that my joy doesn't come from my government. And it doesn't even come from my earthly freedom because if it did, then I lose my freedom. I have no joy. But my joy instead does not come from laws, rules, and regulations of our government. My joy comes from the Lord's. When we become people that drink of this joy in its fullness, we can pass through testings, sacrifice. When it feels like God has turned his face from us, he has not. This is called joy in the times of trouble. And this is an important secret that you and I need to understand. Joy in the times of trouble. It comes from the people that seek the face of God, that keep their eyes focused on Him. They don't focus on what they are told to do or not told to do in a government structure. They focus on God. And then there's no limit to what one person or a family can do. Because I guarantee you, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is my law and my ruler, my ruler's words. I live in this nation called Canada. I abide by its laws. But I will never let its laws become before the law of the Word of God in my life. If that means underground, in secret, so be it. Whatever the future holds, I put the joy of the Lord before me. Whatever the future holds in this nation, I don't put my trust in it. I put my trust in the Lord. John chapter 14, verse 12 to 14, Jesus says, Most assuredly I say to you that he who believes in me the works that I do, says the Lord, <laughs> he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. I just want to encourage you and say, he who believes in me will do great works. If you're lacking on the works, you better start to believe in Jesus more. 
You see, it's not I believe in Jesus because I just want to have my own little country club all by myself. And I truly believe that's why my son Justin declared and said, the church has no more choice. We have to go forward. He who believes in me, says the Lord, the works that I do, the works, the works that I do, the works, the works that I do, the services, the serving, the healings, the raising of the dead, the cleansing of the lepers, the casting out of demons, the healings of the COVID virus. If you truly believe in me, and you will do great works. And if that offends somebody in this place, then you've been hurt by dictatorship or you're just selfish. Because the reality is, is we're a family. And I would expect all of my kids as they were growing up, they helped around the house. I mean, Justin didn't have to do dishes because that was kind of a, sorry, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You better play something more because I think I just defeated the spirit right there on the whole moment. The women have turned me off now. That's why I put a dishwasher in their suite. So I'm just kidding. No, I'm joking. works that I do, he will do also in greater, 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 greater works than these. I've often, often processed what's the greater works that we can do than Jesus. Um, you could get on social media and evangelize to a thousand people immediately or a hundred thousand. You can get on an airplane and fly somewhere like Sharon and I flew to Mexico. Wow. Uh, we had over 60, 70 people give their life to Jesus. We saw miracles. We saw people that had lost their husband and three kids that lost their 42-year-old mother from the virus. A part of our leadership hadn't been able to smile since March. prayed over them, went into a vision, and saw her in the spirit in heaven. They wept and they broke into tears. And our leadership said that was the first time after that service that they've smiled since March. Because the joy of the Lord they set before them. verse 13 and whatever you ask in my name that I will do why so that the father will be glorified in you in me wow let me ask you yesterday this last week when you talked with people did they see the father being glorified or did they see fear Anger, rage, bitterness, animosity. 
No, but you don't understand. They're trying to kill us all. They're trying to kill us all. The government's trying to kill us all. So what? First of all, I doubt it because they'd lose all their money. But that should light something in you like a fire that says, then I only have a little bit of time to go witness to everybody for crying out loud. Two ways to look at the scenario. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it, says the Lord. Amen. Listen to the children. The ones who have the greatest faith to believe that they actually are warriors already. And I pray that we as parents don't tell them anything differently. I remember people would ask me when I was in grade three and grade four, what are you going to do, Brent, when you grow up? Because my dad was a pilot, a missionary pilot. I said, I feel like I'm going to preach to people around the world. Oh, you're just a little boy. You're just a little boy. But my mom, she would lean down to me and she'd say, son, don't listen to them. Presidents, prime ministers sleep in here. Evangelists, prophets, apostles, teachers. We must believe and commit to trust God full-heartedly now. Now. Because there's no limiting boundaries in the Bible to your access to Him. There's no limit except what you make to access God. There's no limit in the Bible on how much access that you have or we have. We can go farther, 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 deeper, 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 deeper. We must know that Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. That the fullness of God's glory would kill us, but the more Jesus in you, the more glory of God you can experience. Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in Canada. I will be exalted in the United States of America. I will be exalted in all the earth. Today's the Sunday celebrating joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We can mount up with wings as eagles. Run and not be weary. It's right there. It's right in front of us the joy that is set before you. Let the pain go. Let the worry go. Amen.
least someone's crying out in joy. I mean, I'm thinking about lunch already, so I'm starting to get excited. It's right there. The joy that is set before you. Maybe your cross is between that. Maybe your sorrow is between that. But when you focus on what is distant, your nearsighted vision gets blurrier and you no longer see what's close there, the pains and the problems. I feel like the Lord is saying you've just focused too much on your close vision, your nearsightedness. I got to read this because it's, again, what either Justin or Chris said. Quit worrying about how you feel, this is Justin. Think about how God feels. I don't want to end the service. I feel like the Lord is saying, but when the dinner's done, your sons and daughters don't end the family. Amen. They just literally carry the family wherever they go. Welcome home. Welcome home. And next Sunday, we're going to celebrate and have dinner together. Turkey, ham. Eat the turkey instead of being a turkey, right? There's a lot of turkeys out there. Social media, oh my goodness. being family. Thank you for being who you are and thank you for doing what you do. You're right. We bless the nations with what you give. And everyone that sows into the family gets to reap the rewards in the harvest field. And when you harvest, I reap the rewards. When I harvest, you reap the rewards. That's family family. That's the destiny. Invite people next Sunday. Well, I'm not sure about COVID. Well, don't worry about COVID. Just invite them anyways. No, we're not going to check your vaccine thing. Got to do a quick swab. What? This is your passport. Let's all stand and call the prayer team up. Father, I thank you that you are a good, good God. <laughs> and we're here because we love you, Father God. Jesus, <laughs> you are our groom, our Savior, our Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you to fill us 
to breathe on us. And I thank you, Lord God, that today we are choosing to put the joy before us. In other words, that we are running after the joy. We are marching towards the joy that is before us. The victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And I pray here today, anybody that's in this room or anybody that's watching online right now, that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day that you make the biggest decision of your life. Or maybe you've been backslidden a little bit and you just haven't felt close to God. Then this day is the day that you say, no more. That I give my life wholeheartedly back to you, Jesus. I give my mind, my thoughts to you, O oh Father. And if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to know how, get a hold of us. If you're online, uh, phone, uh, call, uh, uh, email info at windward.ca or call 604-302-2800. If you're here in this place, get together with one of our leaders. We want to talk with you. We want to help encourage you. We want to bring you the meat of the Word of God. Wow. I see the harvest blowing in the wind. It's ripe and it's ready. And I see the owner of the fields yelling out, go harvest, go get the harvest before it's too late. Go bring them in, says the Lord, bring them in. For now is the time in the season. Now. 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 Says the Lord. Thank you, Father God. Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit. For we walk in hope. In peace. And in joy. 